O my people, why do you pretend to be blind when you can see? Why do you feign ignorance despite being knowledgeable? Are you not aware of the end of those who are guilty of ridicule? You sting like a wasp and cause pain to the one who emits light like a lamp. You see the full moon but bark at it. The righteous, on the other hand, are benefiting from its light, but you remain lurking in darkness. People turn towards me whereas you turned away. Many of those who ridiculed me prophesied my death as if they had been informed about it by the all-knowing God. They persisted in their prophecies and advertised them among the public, but the end result was exactly the opposite. God Almighty exposed their falsehood and recoiled their mockery on their own selves, and their livestock, i.e. unenlightened following, was left with nothing but the fodder of shame and disgrace. Some of those who were instrumental in causing me pain were able to do so because God Almighty willed to manifest of some signs through them. I have narrated the stories of some of them in Hakikatul Wahi for the enlightenment of men and women who seek after truth. One recent incident is of a person who died in the month of Dhul Qadar. He used to revile and curse me. His name was Sadullah. His abuse was as painful as a dagger. When his abuse reached its extreme and he exceeded all others in tormenting me, my Lord informed me of his death, disgraceful end, and cutting off of his progeny and said, Your enemy will certainly be without issue. I publicly announced this revelation of my Lord, the incomparably great, and thereafter God Almighty fulfilled my revelation. So I decided to write about it in detail and convey publicly how Allah dealt with this mischief maker, an enemy of the servants of the gracious God. A lawyer who is a member of my jamaat tried to stop me from publishing this prophecy and warned me of the frightful consequences of my intended publication. He said if I published it I would not escape the displeasure of the authorities and the law would deem it a crime and there would be no way of escaping and no way of salvation. A chain of calamities would cling to me like a creditor and the ultimate result after the troublesome prosecution is also obvious for the government would not spare a criminal. He urged therefore that the safer way would be to keep this revelation secret as due precaution. I told him that divine revelation must be duly honored and my failure to announce it publicly would be sinful and an act of lowly character. I also told him that no one except the creator of the creatures has the power to cause any damage. Therefore, I was not afraid of the reprimand from the authorities. I would pray to my Lord who is the source of all grace and benevolence, but if he does not accept the prayer, I would cheerfully accept humiliation. I affirmed with an oath in the name of Allah that he would not let the evil man Sadullah prevail against me and he would afflict him with some calamity to safeguard his beseeching servant. A scholar who is the utmost in sincerity and magnificent in the knowledge of the religion, namely my devotee Malvi Hakim Nuruddin, heard what I said. The Hadith, there are some people who have tussled hair. Footnote start, the first three words of a Hadith recorded in Sahih Muslim. The revelation that the promised Messiah received includes some words of this Hadith. The meaning of the full Hadith is, there are some people who have tussled hair and are covered with dust. If they were to take an oath in the name of Allah about something, Allah the Almighty would certainly fulfill their oath. Footnote end flowed from his tongue spontaneously. My affirmation, along with his mention of this hadith, served to reassure the hearts of those present.
They realized that the Kashner was mistaken and his fears had no substance. Thereafter, I continued to supplicate during three days for Saadullah's ruin and begged the all-knowing Lord to cause his death. Thereafter, he revealed to me, meaning that Allah the Almighty would safeguard me against the mischief of that person. I swear by Allah that only a few days have passed when the news of his death arrived. So Allah be praised for having made the enemy the target of his whip. O people, I have come to you with a serving table from my Lord to feed those who are spiritually poor and in need. Is there anyone among you who would partake of this table and save themselves from baneful hunger? Those who do not find this food congenial are indeed unfortunate, but those who partake of it will enjoy immense reward, followed by abundant grace. Allah desires to relieve you of your burdens and rid you of all chains and shackles. He wants to deliver you from the famine-stricken land and lead you to a territory that is enriched by bounty and prosperity. He wants to deliver you from the darkness that is accompanied by fierce winds and guide you towards palatial homes enlightened by brilliant lamps. He wants you to be free of sin and falsehood so that you may become like a person who has just returned from the Hajj, accepted by God. But you are pleased to be soiled by the dross of sinfulness and content to be forever away from the threshold of the Beloved. I offer you the water of life, but you prefer the chalice of death. I invite you to the ancient house, the Kaaba, but you hasten to worship idols. I bear all kinds of hardship and pain for your sake. In times of darkness, of grief, I pray for you as if offering last prayer of the day offered after nightfall, Isha prayer. Certainly the matter rests with Allah. He does what he pleases. The time is nigh when the stone, i.e. the obstinate heart, will soften. How long will this anxiety last? O people, do not follow the masses, for they have already turned away from the paths of peace. Should you be astonished, then there is nothing more astonishing than their statement that Isa is alive in the heavens with his physical body, but in spite of this he has joined the dead and entered paradise along with them. They also say that during the latter days he would part company with the dead and descend upon some part of the world where he would live for as many as forty years and then depart from this world and join the dead again until the end of time. This is the gist of their beliefs and the essence of their absurd ideas. I am amazed at what they claim. I remain perplexed by their statement along with their madness. I do not know whether their selfish desire has dragged them to it or if they are overpowered by black bile, resulting in loss of mental balance. What has gone wrong with them that, despite the passage of a long time and reciting the Holy Quran, they have still not turned towards the truth? I am at a loss to understand what kind of madness it is, which does not leave them even after centuries. By Allah, I am astonished at the way they insist upon a belief that is contrary to the Holy Quran and deadly to the faith. This is in spite of the fact that the arbiter commissioned by Allah has already come to them at the turn of the century with truth and wisdom and at the time of prevalence of every type of innovation and at the ascendancy of disbelief. Hence, I am utterly amazed as to what causes them to deny him in spite of the fact that he is calling the people of his time and the time is calling for him. Allah is my witness that I alone am the promised Messiah. God, my Lord, has granted me with an incontrovertible argument and graced me with such conviction that even if all veils were to be lifted, it will not add anything to my certitude.
Allah sent me when He found people sinful and the age full of darkness, so they might repent. How can I admonish them when they do not listen to me and are moving away from the true path? They rejected the food sent by God Almighty and its loaves and dispersed, leaving the heavenly table alone in its place. For their part, they preferred worldly porridge. Their mouths watered for it and their lips relished its taste. Hence, in order to demonstrate my truth, the least would be that they suffer a part of the calamities about which I have warned them. What has gone wrong with them that they do not wait? They say that Isa is alive, a claim based on their ignorance of the Holy Quran and the Hadith. Thus, they vehemently reject Isa's death and insist that he is alive. They cling to this belief until they die, but you should discard this belief if you are from among those who believe in the Furqan, Holy Quran, and do not deny it. And do not be like those who have put the word of God behind their backs and do not care. They say that there is consensus among the Muslims about him still being alive. Nay, they are telling a lie. How can there be a consensus as long as the Mutazila are among the Muslims when they are asked, why do you not you reflect upon the word of your Lord? But since you did cause me to die, Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 118 of the Holy Quran. Or do you not believe in it? They have no answer to this except to misinterpret the words of God and say that the wafi means the raising of the spirit along with the material body. Behold how they deviate from the truth. They know that these are the words of Isa, which he would deliver on the day of judgment before the Lord of Honor, when he would inquire from him why his people digressed from the right path. This is what you read in the Holy Quran. Allah is my witness. I am amazed at their plight and their lack of reason and understanding. Do they not know that no human being is capable of presenting himself on the day of judgment unless he surrenders his soul and joins the ranks of the dead. What has gone wrong with them, that they do not ponder that the companions buried the best of mankind, the Holy Prophet wasallam, in dirt, and his grave is still present in Al-Madinatul Munavra, footnote start, literally the radiant city, an honorific title for the city of Medina. Hence, it would be extreme disrespect to say that Isa did not die. Indeed, it amounts to extreme shirk, which undermines virtue and is totally opposed to reason. Rather, the fact is that Isa died just like his brothers and contemporaries. Indeed, the belief of his being alive has infiltrated the Muslims from the Christians, who only because of his presumed characteristic have deemed him worthy of worship. Then the Christians spending money and wealth carried this creed to towns and villages where there dwelt no learned scholars or thinkers. As for the early Muslims, it was a slip or a stumble on their part to profess this statement. Hence, they may not be held accountable before God for a mistake they made unwittingly. Allah forgives every man of opinion who opines with sincere intentions and fulfills the requirement of investigation without any dishonesty according to his ability. The exceptions are those to whom the Imam al-Hakam, the just judge, has come with clear arguments for guidance and has distinguished guidance from falsehood and has exposed what was concealed. Yet people ignored his statement and did not opt for the paths of truth. Rather, they tried to prevent those who followed it. 
They opposed him and died like mortal enemies in a state of enmity and mischief. They were happier with this and forgot that one who had come from God. Will they deny that of which Allah has warned? They will not be able to traverse beyond their appointed time when the decree comes. Every soul will then witness the acts it had performed out of selfish motives. He who presents himself before Allah with a righteous heart, God will save him from the flames of hell. As far as the sinful evader, he will taste hell, in which he will neither die nor live. Indeed, I wait this day and night, and my eyes keep searching in every direction for the decrees. For a certainty the chastisement of Allah has knocked upon your door and has broken your canine teeth, yet you fail to see that you have come close to the line of death in the jungles. Hence, O heedless ones, build for yourselves a fortress to protect you against this kind of death. Save yourselves from the suicide. Indeed, your life depends upon belief and the religion, and not upon the bread and sweet water of springs. When faith is lost, no life remains. One who loses faith is like the dead. You see that disbelief has mortally damaged Islam, and people only pay lip service to it. By Allah, the lion of Islam has been injured by the dogs of disbelief and forced to retreat instead of advancing forth to attack the prey and has seated itself in the boat among those who are destined to die. This is why you are surrounded on all sides by pain and hardship, and calamities have visited you to accompany you forever, as if they found your homes inviting. Indeed, with each passing day, these calamities continue to crush you to pieces. You find them descending upon you after the other, and see them inflicting destruction upon you, with each new calamity being severer than its predecessor, but still you do not fear. You have witnessed a few of these calamities, but there are more to come. Therefore, turn towards your Creator that you might attain salvation. How can hope for repentance be expected for you when you turn away from every sign that comes to you? Soon you will hear the fulfillment of that which you used to ridicule. Among the calamities you are afflicted with is that there is a people, i.e. the Christians, who are inviting you to disbelief by offering gold and silver. They are offering gold to any apostate in the hope that he may become a Christian. Of course they are rich and you are poor. The doors of worldly wealth have been opened to them, whereas you are passing your days in poverty. This is a mischief greater than any other mischief and a calamity greater than all other calamities. You depend upon these people, they do not depend upon you. They landed in your homeland and their kings conquered it. To be affected by it is a necessary consequence that you witness. Another calamity is that the rich among you mock the faith and the poor hanker after the world. Therefore, I am neither solaced by those rich nor by these poor. I am disappointed with all. When I looked at the condition of both groups, I was caught by what catches the sick upon seeing the signs of death. You could not have been defeated by any disbeliever, rather your own sins have defeated you. You forsook the ever-present, so you will be forsaken likewise. He looked at your hearts and found them devoid of righteousness. As a result, he thrust upon you a pack of transgressors and armed them with spears to torment you. But will you desist? Surely, Allah changes not the condition of a people until they change that which is in their hearts. Surah Al-Rab, 
chapter 13, verse 12 of the Holy Quran. So then will you change yourselves? Why should Allah punish you if you are thankful and if you believe? Surah Nisa, chapter 4, verse 148 of the Holy Quran. Hence, will you come to believe? Do you consider yourself spiritually alive while you are constantly afflicted with sinfulness? Indeed, for a brave young person, it is better to die than to live like an animal. What is wrong with you that you pay no heed? Christianity devours you day by day as fire devours timber, so that what he has ordained and decreed for you be fulfilled. By Allah, this epidemic is the worst of all epidemics, and this earthquake is the greatest of all earthquakes. O transgressors, what has befallen you has descended only as the consequence of your sins. Worldly calamities destroy only the body, whereas spiritual calamities destroy the body, soul, and faith all at once. If you are wise, do not censure your enemies, censure yourselves. What has gone wrong with you that you look not up to the heavens and have become the children of the world? Verily, Allah has offered you the fresh and nourishing milk of faith, but you reject it. Yet on the other hand, there are people who offer you the flesh of swine, and you eat it with delight. He who converted from among them to your faith has done so with hypocrisy. His only purpose is to move around in the markets and greedily beg people for money. They, i.e. Christians, are increasing and you are decreasing in number. O ignorant people, how long will you live in this world? You are pursuing the riches of this world and pay no attention to where they come from. You see tables adorned with food, but you fail to notice the beguiling deceivers as if you are a blind people. Instead of offering the sharp prayer, you indulge in drinking in the company of your friends. You live in lethargy and dare not touch religion with your fingertip, lest you feel a sting from it. Despite all this, you say, we have done everything we could for religion and now we can relax. Reflect, O brave and young people. Had the time not come for God to send the imam for the present-day dwellers of the world? Indeed, you break your covenant with Allah. You cut asunder what Allah had commanded to be joined and create disorder in the earth. By Allah, this indeed is the time for the imam to come. What has then gone wrong with you that you do not accept him? I declare in the name of Allah that just as the Kaaba exists in Mecca for the pilgrims, I am the Kaaba for all those who are in need of guidance. I alone am Al-Hajrul Aswad, the black stone, whose acceptance has been ordained for the whole world and the touching through which people seek blessings. Footnote start. This is the summary of what God has revealed to me. In fact, Allah the Benevolent has used this expression for me as a figure of speech to the interpreters of dreams. Al-Hajrul Aswad, the black stone, signifies a person with sound judgment in religious matters and a man of wisdom. Footnote end. May Allah's curse be upon those who accuse me of being a seeker of the world despite the fact that I am far removed from the world. I have come to make people firm in Tawheed, oneness of God, and in prayer, and not to bestow different kinds of gifts. Allah is fully aware of what lies in my heart. He has proven through his signs that my accusers are liars. My claim is not based on my own fabrications. Instead, I have brought the truth, and with truth have I been sent. What has gone wrong with you that you do not recognize me? O Muslims, indeed I am your lost property. I will not lead you astray. 
Hence, is there anyone among you who is willing to accept me and reflect on my words in good faith? O oh, proud people, is there not even one right-minded man left among you? O oh, brave young people, if I had not been sent in this age, the people of the cross would have trampled the faith under their feet. This flood has reached as high as the head and has drowned many a soul. Do you not know the manner in which the priests mislead? Doubtless, I have been sent at a time that has, through its darkness, rendered the whole world impure and ruined those who inhabited it. What, then, has gone wrong with you that you do not understand? By God, there is no other nation in the world whose condition is more astonishing than yours. It has been a long time since you began treating me with indifference and disinterest. You witnessed signs and were granted perspicuous evidence, yet you rejected them all as if they were worthless pebbles. The doors of piety were open to you, but you closed them upon yourselves, lest goodness should enter your homes. What has gone wrong with you that you do not observe the limits set by Allah and hasten to deny them? Allah is wielding his sword. He is ready to attack anyone who crosses the limits set by him. Indeed, I am the promised Messiah, but you reject me and slur foul language against me. You also say that my claim is false and is a statement that has been opposed by earlier people. This statement of yours has shocked me, despite all your claims to knowledge and scholarship. Do you allege something that contradicts the Holy Quran, even while you are aware of it?